none of us can get mad at our boss and boss not turn up and go, well, you know, I signed an employment yeah, contract. You don't pay me. me. Yeah, no, you, can, you get paid when you work, bruv. Like yeah. that's how this works. Like, and I mean, and, and I never, like, and I never got it with him. Right. Like he's got a built in base of what's Australia's population. Like 25 million. 20, people. Yeah. I was going to say 22. Yeah. yeah whatever it is. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Mid 20 million people. Right. You've got that built in fan base. If you're going well, Australians latch onto that. Oh, 100%. Even Australians that don't like basketball would have been into him. But he's turned to so many Australians against him. And it's that thing that Australians do. And this is going to turn into a whole other thing. But like when they go over, then they do that fake shitty accent thing. Like, you know, that what's that singer, yeah. Kid Leroy or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw him in some interview the other day. He's got it too now. He's been over there a couple of weeks. And now all of a sudden he's yeah. like, is this a joke? Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, I'm not saying you have to like walk around with a Southern Cross on your chest, but like, have a dig, boys. Have a dig. Like, And we are back. Welcome we're back, back Maddie. To... Yes, we're back. Yes, thank you. Thank you <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm energized. The gusto is here. We're back. It is episode number 11. Now, we promised a guest. The guest has had something come up. We still love the guest. We're going to get the guest on for the West podcast. All right. Today, we're covering the East. So, to plug all well, hearts. I, I think that works. I think that works better because West is in fact best. West, yes. I think West it's almost scientifically proven that West is in fact best. And to be fair, if we got him on for this pod, he would gag on the Boston Celtics so hard in the East that it would just be like a four-hour special on why Jason Tatum is supposedly going to be the MVP this year. And you know, we disagree entirely. So, sorry, not sorry, Dave. Um, so, find us on socials at Fifth and Dribble on Instagram, Twitter. Anchor.fm slash fifth and dribble if you want to leave us a voice message. Um, Locke, how's your week been, mate? Um, it's been a good week. Yeah. Been, been a real nice week. We kind of changed it up. We mentioned it last week. We were normally doing the, the Tuesday and the Thursday pod. N- yep. Nothing like a little bit of personal growth, mate. We're doing Fridays now. Yeah, doing Fridays. And uh, guys, that's purely because, you know, we're moving more into the NBA season and uh, the good games happen on the Friday. So if we're going to drop something on the Friday, getting ready for you on the Friday, then, you know, we're going to want to release on the Friday. That just fucking makes – it's a smart business decision, okay? Don't and also, you, and also, actually, one, add us. Two, your boys need some free time. We're very busy. <laughs> very busy, man. So your boys are going to get some free time. So we're moving to Tuesday and Friday. And as Matt said, if you don't like it, add us. If you like us, add us. Just if you're impartial, add us. Add us, yeah. We, have, we, are, us, lear- we are learning how to tweet. So keep yeah, your eyes peeled on Twitter. We're learning. Very slowly. Very slowly. <laughs> I'm still learning just, the fucking Facebook, let alone we're tweet. Just, we're just trying not to get cancelled. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple of key notes heading into this. So as I said, this is going to be a bit of a breakdown of uh, what we think is going to happen in the Eastern Conference in the NBA. But a few big things happened in the NRL. Um, possibly the next immortal. Um, he's known as the Kiwi Joey Johns. Benji Marshall has retired after 346 games played in the NRL. Um, what a fucking innings. Holy shit. Unreal. And like, I'd like to apologize for him not getting a premiership, but I'm also not going to apologize for him going out on a premiership. 
So I yeah. saw a really <laughs> sick stat, right? He debuted the last time Penrith won a yeah. premiership in 2003 and then saw he it, retires yeah. the next time Penrith wins a premiership. Like, holy shit. Baby, come back. Stat. They boo again. Yeah, come back. They boo again. <laughs> <laughs> next year, next year. We need you. Surely, ink him up, ink him up. Right, um, that's it. But yeah, as I said, 346 games played, you know, just shy of 100 tries, 96 tries, um, scored over 1,200 points. And uh, as we said on the socials, millions of lives changed, like not only in Australia, but in uh, New Zealand specifically. Um, the man had a, an absence of 307 NRL games between premierships, um, riddled with injury early in his career and just persevered, persevered. And, you know, in my mind, without a doubt, the next immortal. I don't know about immortal. You don't think he's going to be an immortal? I don't think he'll be an immortal. Wow. I think you, I think as much as I love Benji, if you have him immortal, no disrespect, but it does lower the bar a little bit. And then we start looking at guys that just influence the game. Wow. And then that opens up. I already think the immortals are already too are already too wide in scope. Are you worried they're going to come become a little like Hall of Famish in the NBA? Well, a little bit. I mean, the NRL has a Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, but I I'm don't saying- know why we don't. I don't know why it's not more focused on Hall of Fame, and then you know the Immortals are kind of like the, the next, creme de la creme. The, yeah, the creme de la creme. And I mean, like, uh, if he is, I'm not gonna like. So this is not something that I want you to answer. But if you're saying no to Benji, does that mean you're saying no to Jonathan Thurston as well? Yes. Out of I that crop, I out of so that crop much. of Queenslanders, there's one who I think is an immortal. Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith. I think Cameron okay. Smith is due to skill, due to everything. I don't need, what, what, if I can come in here and you don't know why Cameron Smith should be in the model, yeah, you can yeah, what the fuck leave, you but here? please don't no. leave. You, you, think, but, you think number nine's, you think Cameron Smith. I yeah, mean, exactly. I think the same John, argument can be made for Billy Slater. You think number one's, you think Billy Slater. Whether you agree with me or not on this. I, I, I would have Billy over JT. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I would I think, have JT. I think sevens, I think JT. See, I, I would have JT probably at the bottom of that big, that big group. Like out of the bottom of those three. And that's, then after him, probably Kronk and GI. That's unfair. Can we please move off this? Otherwise, I'll cry. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I I wouldn't be mad if Benjamin Quinton Marshall wasn't immortal purely for his influence on the game. I, I know you said you don't want influence, but influence on the game in New Zealand. Like, I don't think the game would be as big as it is in New Zealand if it wasn't for Benji. Um, just like I don't think the game would be as big rurally or in towns like Newcastle for Joey Johns. You know what I mean? Like Melbourne wouldn't have the franchise that they had if they didn't have Cameron Smith. So not, you know, he may not have played for um, the Warriors, but he, you know, he's an icon in, in New Zealand. No, I don't doubt he's an icon. I just think that there just needs to be the upper echelon to be to be an immortal. And I think when you think of great Kiwis, he's he's probably up there with Stacey Jones. Um, I can't think of any that are Ruben Wiki. Like, you know what I mean? He's up there probably is the best Kiwi player we've had. Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Um, as we said, one innings, uh, good on him. Um, but yeah, moving on to, oh, and, and that kills my stat from the very beginning. When we first started this podcast, I had a stat. There were only three active players in the NRL that saw Parramatta win their last premiership. And they've all retired this year. The Morris brothers, uh, Soliola and now Benji Marshall. Well, so, that's, that's a fun fact because it, it means Paris suck. Para does suck. Para does suck. Shout out, Para. You suck. Parramatta. You suck. Moving anyway, on. <laughs> moving on. What is our next keynote, my friend? Our next keynote is the... I remember what our next keynote is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, man, I've been overloaded getting ready for this basketball preview. Pod. Our next 
note is that the NRL today has confirmed that there will be a 17th team starting in 2023. Well, the front runner is still Redcliffe, Red yeah. um, which probably should be the team. As we touched on, it's probably not going to be called Redcliffe. It'll be something else pretty lame. But, um, I mean, I don't know why we haven't found out yet. I feel like we need to find out before, before guys start signing deals. Guys yeah. might want to go like a one-year deal instead of a two or a player option, whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought they really fumbled the bag not announcing it on grand final day in Brisbane or not yeah, announcing it magic round in Brisbane. Yeah. I feel like you had, you had two of the biggest rugby league days of the year in Brisbane. It's going to be a new Brisbane team. I, I don't understand that. Now they're going to announce it like probably on like a Wednesday, middle of like the week, middle of the day in the off season. Yeah, because I can't see them. I can't see them holding all the way out till Origin, because that would be the other. Like that would be the other most. Oh, yeah, no, time they're gonna the they're gonna do it because because I think they want Wayne to kind of announce what he's doing and and like guys like Munster and Ponga who are rumored to like be looking to go back to Queensland. They want mm-hmm. them. They, they want guys to know what they're gonna do for their future. They can't kind of go. This is gonna happen in six months. Build a team. They need to give them time to get administrators to get players in position. I think. Yeah. I think Magic Round would have been perfect. There would have been a lot of bars. And then it kind of would have got forgotten about until the end of the season. Then it would have picked back up again. I see what yeah. they're trying to do, trying to prolong the season, but I feel like there's just a better way to do this. It could be. It could also be like a New Year's announcement, like when when the season. Well, obviously, like there's an off season in the NRL, and when it really starts to lull around like January and stuff like that, after yeah. like most of the big name transactions are made and people yeah. have signed and whatnot, they might be like, oh yeah, by the way, hey, Redcliffe is, you know, the new destination. And now that we said that, they'll probably drop it tomorrow while this pod is released. Yeah, oh, look, they've probably dropped it while we're fucking... <laughs> probably made up fucking, yeah. Probably. On a random Thursday night, mate. That's like yeah. the NRL. And um, talking about random, uh, a more minor keynote, uh, Trevor Ariza is going to miss the first six to eight weeks um, of the preseason and NBA season. So probably about the first four weeks of the NBA season. Um, the retirement home that is the Los Angeles Lakers uh, becomes a bit lighter. Um, because old man goes down with a with a severe, I think it's an ankle injury. Yeah, it's an ankle. Um, yeah, but I, as I said, very minor news. It's Trevor Reza. Very minor. I he hasn't been relevant yeah. since their since their premiership. Uh, premiership since their championship in in uh, two thousand and nine or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't get the. I, I mean, I get the Ariza thing, but I also don't get the Ariza thing. Everyone loves him, and it's like people people have this idea of what he used to be. We can make him do it again. The same things the Igadala thing. It's done. It's over. Like. He's all right. I think, think Iguodala is a bit more of a system guy. Like I think in the Warriors, he's going to have a bit of a bounce back here. But I, I 100% understand what you're saying. Like it's, yeah. it's he's an end of the bench guy. I get why people like him, but yeah, if he's on your bench and he's kind of giving orders to the young guys and helping them develop, awesome. But if you if you're relying on him to start play big minutes, you're pretty fucked. Easy. I think he might have trouble break. We'll touch on it more when we um chat about our West teams. But I think you have trouble breaking back into this squad once he comes back from injury too. Yeah, probably, probably. All right. Well, as you said, uh, we'll touch more on that in the next pod. This pod, we're going to be covering the Eastern Conference teams. Um, do you have any more key notes before I push on? Anything on, on top of brain? Matt, you push away. All right. Top of brain is blank, which is, you know, normal for you. So we're going to run um, alphabetical order. We're not going to, you know, none of this fucking, uh, what, what is it? Division shit. Um, I still you don't, don't know like the alphabet. In. Fuck off. Yeah, I still don't know who's in whose division. Like, I get so well, I still don't confused. know the alphabet, so you're going to have to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been a pretty diehard NBA fan for like 10, 11 years now, and I still have no fucking idea about division. So we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks because A comes first. Um, 
And there's just a couple of questions that we're going to kind of run through. So, um, Lachlan, who is the young guy or off-season acquisition that you're, like, most excited about in Atlanta? Atlanta. I mean, I'm kind of excited for this team in as, like, a whole. They made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Young guy. Mm. I mean, he's a couple of years in, but I really like Kevin Huerta. 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 Shout out to uh, Lee Ellis on, on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him. I think he's going to be good. I think he's a great pairing for Trey Young. And I know everyone made the jokes about when they, um, when their GM or basketball ops, whoever the fuck said they were, they were trying to build like, build like the Warriors, and that was going to be their clay and mm-hmm. their Steph. But you can see what they're building there. It's a great team, and like even DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish, they got such good young guys, and I'm kind of yeah. excited for on this team. What about you, Matty B? I see. I'm on the opposite scale to you so one of our questions here is what we what we think that they're missing and i think that they're missing that standout shooting guard i think someone like cam reddish could be i mean he took a really big leap in the playoffs last year um i would like to see him at shooting guard or even like someone like their veteran that they just signed delon Wright. Mm. if you slide him into the point guard to take some of the ball handling things off trey young and then just run a super small 6-1 trey young at the shooting guard and say and run him off the ball a lot That's like the Warriors. small. You're not worried about big guards kind of locking him up. Nah, man. If you're gonna go full Warriors style or like King style, even, and you're out there with a three guard lineup, and you're yeah, the Warriors could defend. I understand the Warriors can defend, but I mean, if you've got, I, I think John Collins has proved that he can bring the ball up. DeAndre Hunter like needs to work on something like that. Cam Reddish is pretty decent at bringing the ball up, and if you've got DeLon Wright or someone like that starting as well, and you're running Trey. Trey Young off like JJ Reddick screens mm. and Steph Curry screens, you're going to open up your offense so much more, so so much more. So I think somebody like that running Trey at the at the two, I think that's what that's what excites me. But I I, I really hope that Trey can take another leap this year. Um, I think it's going to be hard because um, of the new rules that have come in. So you can't jump into the defender and and get the foul. Um, you can still stop on a dime, and that's where James Trey Harden is. on suicide watch, mate. Yeah, exactly. You can still stop on a dime and that's where Trey gets a lot of his free throws from by stopping on a dime and having defenders crash into him. But um, I just think that it's going to really hinder him and you're going to see like three to four. It doesn't sound like a lot, but three to four points a game can be a lot. Um, Three to four points a game can... You know, keep you out of a game. You know, well, what it I mean? drops him down to just if he if he loses three or four points a game, he's barely average. He's averaging just over twenty a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Which and he needs to not be doing that. He needs to, if he wants to be the superstar on this team, there, Steph. He needs to kind of bump that up by two or three it, points. He exactly. can't be losing two or three points. Exactly. So the so the the jump that he, for him that I'd like to see him take is like being more efficient. Um, mm. I, I don't think he shot the ball efficiently enough last year. I think I think he could be like a 50-40-90 kind of guy like Steph is. Um, I mean, he's got the mold, right? Um, but my, my bit of a hot take is that um, last year was a one-off. Uh, I think they're barely going to make the eight this year. Ooh. I think the Capella injury is, is a bit much for them. How long is Capella out for? Um, that's a great question. You'd think I would have that. Uh, yeah, that's why I asked. Hopefully, you'd have it. Nah, nah. Hold on. Give me. <laughs> I give mean, me I'll give you my take. <laughs> while, yeah, while, uh, while we're doing our own little research, um, I think they'll probably finish lower than they did last year. They had a great year last year. I think teams will kind of figure them out a little bit. You kind of see this where a team comes out of nowhere. Phoenix did it. Well, I wanted to say a few years ago, but that was like 10 years ago. We're getting old, Matty. Um, where they kind of came out of nowhere and surprised everyone. They kind of got figured out the next year. 
Yeah. I think this will be similar. I think they'll make the eight pretty comfortably. The East is kind of weakish around that midsection. Um, I still think they'll probably hang around the fifth seed, probably. They could probably challenge for a top four, but it just depends on Trey for me, mate. Like, if he can improve with the new rules and kind of add a few more points in there and be that guy like we can see him be, the sky's the limit for this team. But if he really struggles and teams start to find out how to play him, he's not getting those calls and he's getting frustrated, then I think they're in some trouble. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Look, Capella's got an Achilles injury. It doesn't say how severe it is. Um, he has missed the preseason. Um, and I know that the whole guy's out for the preseason and stuff like that. But he's. Uh, it even said that he was limited during training camp from it. So it's obviously causing some sort of discomfort. Um, but I just don't think – I think without Capella, they just have no – Defense. They're going to have to go full Washington Wizards last year and just rely on their offense. And if Trey can't be giving you, you know, 28 to 32 a game, you're going to fucking struggle. You're really going to struggle. I mean, you've got wing defenders. You've got wing defenders out of your fucking ass with um, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. um, Even John Collins has proven to be a pretty good Even Hill's not too bad around the perimeter. Yeah, exactly. Old man Solomon Hill. Um, yeah. The fact that that guy's still in the league. I, I, don't, even he's think he's that, league I don't even think he's that old. I don't think he's that old either, but I feel like he's been in the league for like 20 years. You know what I mean? But uh, it's just one of those names that you like, you envision as an old guy. Because um, he's looked old even in his time. Yeah. He's born in 91. Are you he's 30. He's 30. He's only, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's, he's my brother's age. <laughs> But um, yeah, Jake, if you're listening to this, you're not that old, mate. It's all right. Uh, Jake's not listening, though. Um, yeah, but he is old. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, if teams decide to go big against them, that's where they're going to struggle this year. Um, and yeah, I don't think that they make the eight. I, I think they make, they might make the play in, but I don't think that they make the eight. Huge fucking call off the bat, mate. If you guys yeah. thought you're here for your grandfather's NBA preview, you are wrong. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to, I mean, obviously we're going to go through who we think is going to make the eight and whatnot, but I've got, I've got three tiers um, that I want to cover at the end of this pod. We're doing that at the end um, of this episode. Yeah, we'll do that at the end of this episode. <laughs> um, Cheers uh, for the heads up. Yeah, you're welcome. It's fine. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm going to, well, I'll do it and I'll get you to agree or disagree. All right. Yeah, I like the sound of that one. All right. So moving on. Harder. Moving on to the Boston Celtics. Now, again, I'm glad we don't have Dave on here for this because uh, we would never fucking get off the Boston Celtics. We'd have to, to do them at the off. end. Yeah, exactly. We'd have to mute him. Um, but um, my my favorite offseason acquisition that they got this year was Josh Richardson. I think that he could be another scoring weapon off the bench for them. It could like really reignite that Gordon Haywood experience that they had a couple of years ago. And and you saw how important that was. When, when Tatum comes out of the game and when Jalen Brown comes out of the game, and you weren't getting anything from Kemba, but when those two guys come out of the game, there is no offense on that team. Like they really, really struggle. Josh Richardson is a guy that can, can create his own shot and um, and has proven that he can knock down the three. Um, I think he's I think he's on the same kind of level as like a KCP where you you can rely on a steady 13 to 15 from him, but every now and then he might drop 30 because he might get open in the corner for enough and and give you massive, massive help. Um, another guy that I really like that they've signed is Jabari Parker. As I My said. My boy, Jabari, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Second round in the in the second round pick in the fantasy draft a few years back now. Right, um, more than a few years ago. Don't tell me, sure. <laughs> you were high on him then, mate. But he I was think, gonna be he was gonna be Carmelo. 
Yeah, he was. He was going to be the next Carmelo, supposedly. But I reckon, I reckon, as I said, you know, someone, someone to really come in and like soak up those forward minutes when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are off. Um, I think Jabari is actually set to have a really good bounce back year. I did also say that about him at the Kings last year, and injuries <laughs> held him off the court. So. I've said that since 2014, but yeah, I know about it. Don't worry about joining club. I see that Jabari Parker poster behind you, bro. It's all right. <laughs> Jabari back in, Parker back in Island, box number twelve. Yeah, Jabari Parker Island, brother. Real estate's cheap. <laughs> That's it. What do you what do you like for them? Um, I actually there? like I like it kind of similar to what you said, but I like Schroeder. I think Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder is good. I know you're pretty low on Schroeder, but I think he's going to mm. be all right just in terms of that he can kind of be that offense. He can mm. kind of be that six man offense. And when Jalen and Jason are kind of resting, they're going to need that. I don't know if Josh Richardson, you know, he's he's had a few troubles this year. I think he's he's not as great of a creator as Schroeder is. Schroeder's going to be able to create for himself and for the others. And I think he kind of lifts that ceiling where if he's playing to his potential and then, you know, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, everyone's yeah. playing to potential on that team. They're going to be really good. Yeah, I think so, that, that starts with having a great point guard because I think that's always been the knock on Jason Tatum, right? He doesn't have yeah. any playmaking. Jalen Brown kind of shows flashes, but he's not consistent. I think yeah. they need a guy like Schroeder who can get everyone involved. And I think yeah. he's going to be pissed off. I think he'd be a little bit pissed off. There's been reports that have come out that said that he never actually saw that contract from the Lakers. It was just a whole lot of shit stirring. If I turned it down, I'd say that shit too. Yeah, exactly. Whether that's him fa- saving face or not. Um, my yeah, my hot take for them is that uh, is completely opposite to what you're saying. Schroeder's not the answer. To me, Schroeder is just as ball dominant as Kemba Walker, but a way worse creator and a shitter shooter. Um, I, think, I think he's going to be playing for a contract, you know? Yeah. Think, okay. Yeah. This is this is when we see guys. I'm not saying he's going to be a great long term fit, but you know this is where we see guys really lift, and I think I think we might see him lift too. Yeah, possibly. But um, I've got I've got the Boston Celtics lucky to make the eight. No, I think I, they're going to be around that Atlanta Hawks, um, eight to ten range. See, I don't think the Hawks will be there. I think the I think the Celtics might be there. They'll, they'll make the play in. I think they'll have a few good stretches in the regular season that'll mm. kind of help them. Mm. This isn't really a team that takes nights off. Um, with Marcus yeah. Smart and Tatum and stuff, I, I, I think they'll win a few that they shouldn't win. Yeah, and that that'll help keep him in the hunt. Yeah, uh, I think, but I do think that they plugged like something that they really needed to plug. I think they were missing an out and out scorer to help Tatum. Tatum, and as I said, I think Josh Richardson can be that. Yeah, you know, See, I, thir- I don't, thirteen I don't to he, twenty point game guy. Yeah, Wh- whether it's Richardson that, or Schroeder, yeah. you know, it's yeah. at least at least one of them can hopefully do it for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we'll push it on. Um, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, these guys, I'm just going to say it. These guys are going to be a top four team whether Kyrie plays or not. Uh, any team that has Kevin Durant and James Harden in it is going to be a top four team. That is not a fucking hot take. If you think that's a hot take, you're listening to the wrong podcast, okay? Um, what I am most excited for, though, Patty Mills. Patty Thrills, baby. Patty Thrills. Possibly starting Patty Thrills with all this Kyrie bullshit. I saw today, um, as per Fox, that he is very close to asking for a trade out of Brooklyn with the way that they're handling all the COVID stuff with him. Um, yeah, because they're because they're handling it wrong. They're they're the yeah, ones. Yeah, because the they're wrong. the ones handling. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I that also you know, can I just bring something up quickly? Go ahead. There is a dude on their roster named David Duke. David Duke. David Duke is the name of the original Grand Wizard in the KKK. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> my hot take. I want to. Yeah, fact check that. But my hot take is that maybe don't name your kids after the Grand Wizards. Uh you are 100 right. David yeah, that, yeah. Ernest Duke. I mean, wow. Ernest sounds like a racist middle name. It does. <laughs> Doesn't it not? Is it not? 
Sounds like a crazy white man from Kansas. If some motherfucker came up to you, like, my middle name is Ernest, he'd be like, oh, you are probably racist. Matthew Ernest. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it, mate? <laughs> Jesus. Right on. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for Patty Thrills. Um, I was devastated when he signed there and left the Spurs. I'm so used to, and I mean, it sounds dumb, but I'm so used to seeing him in black and white. I'm glad that he's still in black <laughs> and white kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, him being him being in a bigger market is is going to be great for him, um, and it's going to be great for Australian basketball. Um, I think a lot of people forget how successful Patty Mills is and how good of a basketball player he is until Olympics and FIBA comes around. Um, and this is going to be able to showcase him on like on a bigger stage. What's your What's your favorite acquisition for the Nets? It has to be Patty Mills still. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Say we're biased, but you come here for bias. It is what it is. And I think it's <laughs> going to be awesome. Bias and shit talk. Yeah, that's it. Um, but I mean, I think he impressed Kevin Durant at the Olympics. That's the vibe I got when I was chatting after all the interviews yeah. since. I think I think Kevin Durant was really impressed with this is a guy that I can kind of get the ball to and he can at least, he's going to at least try and get his shot off. Yeah, hundred. He's at least going to do what he, yeah. I think that's, um, I think that's going to be really, really fun to watch. But I just... If Kyrie force a trade here, my God. Yeah. Like, I, I, I personally think he's going to get the vaccine. I think he'll play. He'll, he'll miss maybe the first two games, but he'll play. He'll mm-hmm. get the vaccine. He'll be fine. This is just him being Kyrie, trying to put the attention on him. Flashing and, the pan kind of shit. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, look how good I am. Actually, no, I'm the same as everyone else. Like, yeah, But, yeah, this, exactly. this is a good team, man. As you said, like, the only holes I really see is maybe at center. Yeah. Um, curious who's going to start there. Maybe... Probably Griffin or Aldridge. I mean, I'd even be tempted to play games with Kevin Durant playing the center, depending who you matched up against. I think yeah, you could I mean, probably make that, that work. We saw that work in Golden State. Like, obviously, their death lineup featured him at the mm. center. He like he's seven feet tall and he yeah. can clearly defend. And I'd, I be, th- I'd be worried about putting too much strain on that Achilles with him defending. But mm. at the but you don't have to do it all the time. Same thing. I think this team. I think this team is going to probably coast during the regular season. I think yeah. I think they might finish, you know, a couple of spots lower than what you probably think. But I mean, they got nights. They're, they're going to be nights when James Harden takes a night off, and mm. and Kevin Durant goes and carries KD takes a night off. James Harden goes. I think James Harden's going to be in for a huge year. Um, how he handled things getting out of Houston, people weren't too happy with. He seems pretty apologetic about that. But I mean, you're always going to be, aren't you? When, yeah. when you're in the wrong. Yeah, exactly. um, so we'll see. I think I think he's going to aim up and play big this year. And this team looks good. Cam Thomas, fucking unreal in preseason, mate. Like. He's a young guy that's going to be exciting, especially if Kyrie does go and Patty starts. Cam Thomas is probably going to find himself out on the floor a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, the big thing with the center here is, I mean, um, Daryl Morey said it where it's like teams aren't made in the preseason. Yeah, they, They're going to be looking for a center all year. Any buyout guy that is even thinking about it, KD is going to be in his ear trying to get him to come. I wouldn't be surprised if Demarcus Cousins ends up on the net. Yeah, I think I think they're, like they're, I think they're still a few moves away. And if Cam Thomas shows flashes, maybe that's a guy they use to get someone yeah. else. Yeah, I could see them using them or like someone like um, Bruce Brown because he had a good year last year, or like Seko Dumboya. Yeah, um, and kind every, of like, everybody's high. Seko Dumboya seems to be like the new um, Bruno Caboclo. Like he yeah. seems to be the new like year away from being a year away. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see too. it. But I don't see it either. It is what it is. Uh, all right. Anything more on Brooklyn? I reckon they're going to finish top four. Yeah, I reckon top four. I reckon I reckon uh, Brooklyn Lakers championship, unless something goes wrong or Kyrie forces himself a trade. But I mean, honestly, that's just, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to the Charlotte Hornets. Man, I'm excited for sexy Kelly Oubre Jr. in the Ooh. teal jersey. Have you seen him? Holy shit. I saw him in preseason, bro. Looking good. Oh, really? Bro, I was bricked up. He was looking good. <laughs> 
Their forward depth is insane. Gordon Haywood, Kelly Oubre Jr., Miles Bridges, and PJ Washington. Um, that's like, to me, that's absolutely insane. And then you got someone like Clyde Jones, who's brand new. Um, James Bonight. Is it James? Whatever. Bonight. James Booknight. Booknight, yeah. He's. Um, He's, he's good. The, he's going to come off the pine as well. He's going to be really, really good. But I mean, if if Miles and Ubre can like split the starting minutes, um, Miles obviously being the better slasher and and Ubre being a better shooter, um, I think that if if Ubre only starts forty one games, he'll set himself a really good narrative to be six man of the year. Mm. He's just one of those guys that can come out and give you. Any like he can give you a stinker. Don't get me wrong. He can give you fucking four points on one for fourteen shooting, but he can also give you the you know thirty five, a couple of nights in a row. Mm. And I mean, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be the key. He's so ver- this such a versatile team. Mm. Like you look at it, like Lamelo can play the one of the two. Rozier can play the, the one of the two. Yeah, all the three. Haywood can play a few positions. Ubre a few positions. Bridges a few positions. Mm. PJ Washington a few positions. Like they're yeah, just gonna yeah. be so versatile and they. They'll be able to throw so many good lineups out. They'll just worry about their center depth. And yeah, they've really yeah, only got what Mason Plumley and and a young guy Nick Richards and Vernon Curry Jr. Like, yeah, I, I think I think they just need another piece. I don't know if they've got enough to go out and get it. Um, I yeah, think that's yeah. where they're going to struggle. They're going to be really fun, but they're going to lose games without having that interior defense. Like, if Mason Plumley goes down for a little bit of time, they're really in trouble here. Yeah, hundred percent. But uh, you know, PJ Washington played a bit of the center last year for them when uh, when Bismack was out. <laughs> Um, and and I really liked him at the center. Like, it was one of those stretch five kind of guys. So, mm. if he can work that out, then that'd be really sick to obviously play a little bit small ball. Um, but, yeah, I don't really see them growing too much from last year. I think they still finish in the play-in or, or the eighth. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't think they have championship aspirations, but I think they've got more of a direction now. Yeah, which they've we got the lead to say about yeah. that in 10 years. They've got their lead guy in Lamello, and they have a few pieces next to him. Um, I, I think they're going to play really well. Like, I like Booknight. He looked good in preseason last night. Mm. Um, it's too bad that his Summer League highlights was him getting his shit rocked by Mitchell. Yeah. Um, that was unfortunate. But, I mean, Summer League is Summer League. Trey, Trey Young looked bad in Summer League. So, yeah, yeah. There's always that. I am keen for this team. So many young guys. There's seen a few bigs. And, I mean, even if they don't perform super well this year, end up with a high draft pick next year. I mean, they know what to target. They're going to be looking for the best big guy available. Yeah. And yeah. maybe there's a big guy out there that thinks, fuck, Lamelo's the type of guy I want to play with. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I would really like to see someone like a – and it won't happen because he's about to sign a massive deal in Phoenix, but I would like to see someone like a DeAndre Ayton. Like that kind of, that kind of player at that yeah. team, I think it would be really, really sick. I wouldn't um, even mind just a fast-running, slashing five. Even yeah. if they go, we're going to give up all these points, but fuck, we're going to score a lot back. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, my uh, the next team we got here is the Chicago Bulls. Um, my hot take for these guys: these guys will probably be the worst defense in the league, but I still think they'll finish top four. I think that they will score that many points on people that it'll be like the Hawks from this year. Fuck, that is a hot take. Yeah, I reckon I've got them. I've got them in the top four. They oh. they had the best off season I have seen in my life. Um, Lonzo, Demar, uh, low, a couple of lower names like Caruso, um, Kobe White's only going to get better. Um, even Derek Jones, um, Patrick Williams is going to grow. Uh, someone like Tony Bradley is a really underrated defender, uh, along with Alizé Johnson. I mean, this team. Fuck, I'm excited. I'm bricked. <laughs> Mate, I, it is a good team. It is exciting. And it's all guys that we like. Yeah. Lonzo, Levine, DeMar, uh, Vucci Main. 
Like yeah, guys yeah. that we all like. And I just hope, I think it can go really well. And I think I was kind of shocked when he said top four, but I guess it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up in fourth. Yeah. I kind of had him around that fifth, maybe sixth at worst kind of stage. So mm-hmm. that does make sense. I mean, I just hope the GM and the franchise kind of have enough fortitude to stick with them. Because there's yeah. going to be nights that they get their shit packed in. Oh, 100%. Like there are nights they're, they're going to get torched. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially if they come up against a good defensive team. Some of those top teams like Brooklyn um, and the Lakers who can defend. Yeah, um, but I think, what, I think what does them well is that they're in the a little bit of a weaker conference. I mean, I guess, they, I guess there's no real weak conference out of these two these days, but... I don't think that they're going to get... Like, Their division isn't get, scary. Exactly. That, that's what I was getting to. Their division isn't scary and they're not going up against the Lakers four times a year or, or the Just Clippers the or, or, the, rock or the Jazz. Shit. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah, but they always play well against the Bucs, the Bulls. They always, they always yeah. aim up. Yeah. So I think that they'll grind out some of, those, some of those games. They'll get blown out by some of those games, but they'll beat a lot of below 500 teams. And because of that, their record will just sneak them into the four. Mm. Yeah. I'm just curious how they play these guards. You got Lonzo, Levine, well, Kobe White's Kobe not coming White. back before Christmas, so you don't have to worry about that for then. Well, I know how they're um, going to play these guards now. Yeah, so so they obviously like, I think they'll they'll run out Lonzo and Zach, um, and then Caruso will get almost starter level minutes, like twenty five minutes a game off the bench. I mm. think um, they'll run Zach at the three a lot. Uh, I believe um, they'll interchange Zach and Demar at the three, and I mean as we've said, Demar's become more of like a passing forward. Um, so Patrick Williams, Zach. And Demar will run two through four, yeah. either of them. Um, I can see them running a lot of small ball doing that. Um, and yeah, as I said, Tony Bradley. The the biggest thing that I have for the Bulls is their rim protection. But I think with Tony Bradley out there, he's like a, and it's a super poor man's, but a poor man's Rudy Gobert. Like he's that long, lanky, out of his defense kind of guy. bro. Super Aldi. Like I'm talking wish Franklin's. <laughs> Franklin, shout out Franklin, Bilo, Bilo. <laughs> black shout and gold Bilo. But yeah, it's um, it you know, it Tony Bradley can be that guy for them. Um, and they just need somebody in that bench unit to to defend. I think they know that they're not going to be good defensively. Yeah, I think they've accepted it, and I think that's fine. I'm okay with guys that have identity. I don't. I wouldn't want this team to run out thinking they're going to be a great two way team. Yeah, exactly. If their game plan is to just outscore you, out fatigue you, be fitter, take great shots, take more shots, take threes instead of twos, yeah. that shit is fine. Yeah. Um, it's if they come out and they start to try and grind you down into a half court, which I don't think they'll do. Like no, no coach, no GM looks at this and thinks that, but I mean it is the balls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean Zach Levine's defense in the Olympics was pretty fucking good. I'm not gonna lie to you. He really impressed me in the Olympics. I was, I've always been on the fence with Zach Levine about him, about what number guy he could be in like a championship yeah, yeah. team whether he could be a two or a three or because he's definitely not a one he's not the best guy on the best team in the league he's not a one but when you've got like a one a b and a C, one b and D, yeah you like, can kind of like make that team. work yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i still think they're probably a a super like a superstar away from being a championship threat i feel 100%. like they've got a, i feel like they've got a lot of assets they could probably consolidate into a into a star yeah, you um, could send you could send like Zach Levine and Patrick Williams somewhere, or like or like Demar and Patrick Williams somewhere to get that superstar. I would think you would need like a superstar uh, forward. Yeah, like if, you, if you threw Kawhi into this team, then you're yeah, someone you're like laughing. that. Yeah, just yeah. a big wing who can play all around and help bring up their help bring up their floor, but also make their ceiling a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. So I think I they think- got. Quite, I think they got quite a low floor if 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 they have if they have a hard time clicking. I think it's going to take them. Take him a few weeks to click. I think they're going to start off really slow. Like these are all. New I don't guys. know, man. I don't know. They were playing playing against um, Cleveland yesterday. 
holy shit, these boys were throwing some flashy passes. And, yeah, but say that again. They were throwing, they were throwing no looks. I know yeah. that it's Cleveland. I know it's, it's Cleveland in preseason. But but they ah. were throwing all kinds of no looks to like to Demar cutting. Like Demar looks like he's got brand new legs. Um, Caruso, I mean, he's the Caruso, so it is what it is. But I'm I'm so excited. I'm when they do that during the regular season, you can at me. Yeah, I'm glad we got dual screens this team because this is my league pass team. I'm going to be watching almost every Chicago Bulls game. Watch me. Take. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on. Speaking of Cleveland, um, I Do am, you have to? Yeah, this will be quick, I promise. <laughs> um, so something that I'm excited about with Cleveland is Evan Mobley. Um, again, in that in that Bulls game, he looked really dynamic defensively. Like He was able to get out and guard um, guards really, really well. Um, and he looked pretty decent offensively, like nothing, nothing crazy, but uh, something I'm not excited about. And we've talked about this, spoke about this, sorry, before is the Lowry marketing contract. Um, Do you think Mobley's going to be able to fight minutes away from marketing and K-Love? Do you think he's going to be able to work hard and get the starting job eventually? If Mobley doesn't start, fire your head coach. From day fine. one, you reckon he starts game one? I mean, he should. He should I, start game I don't one. think he starts game one, but if he's not starting in the first 15 games of the season, because you are probably going to be two and 13 at that point, then you need to fire your head coach. You yeah. To, I, you definitely need to fire your head coach. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, I'm just absolutely devastated. My boy, Larry Nance, gone. Yeah. You're going to be watching Portland this year. I will be watching Portland just for Larry yeah. Nance. Yeah, Anytime, I'm, Dame, or CJ have the ball covering the eyes, I'm just watching uh, Larry Nance time, baby. Larry, <laughs> <laughs> Larry Nance time, baby. He didn't. He didn't. You're not going to be watching CJ in Portland either. CJ's gone. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll even that, if he we'll was in the would. West. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I'm excited for for Jarrett Allen. I think they've got a lot of like decent, oh, not a lot of decent bigs, but they've got some decent bigs. I mean, Taco Fall. Taco Fall. Yeah. Jarrett Allen, <laughs> he's ready for a breakout year. They paid him for a reason. Uh, he might be a year away from being a year away. They say that about bigs. It takes about three or four years for them to like their second. I think it takes when they get good. Now. I think it takes longer now. You look, you look at the um you look at the landscape of how the bigs are kind of developing. Like it took DeAndre eight in a few years. I think they don't have the the, the ball in their hand as much anymore. Yeah, it takes longer. They're asked to do things that centers have never really historically been asked to do. Yeah, um, and it's stuff they probably never really had to do growing up, right? Like now, the young kids who are 10, 11, 12 years old are learning how to defend on the perimeter, even if you're a bigger kid. But yeah. back then, when you're a big kid, like you just told stand in the paint, grab the ball, and you know set some screens. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you think Do you think Sexland finishes the season together, or do you think they move one? I've heard no, I've no, heard no, they're no, looking to no. move one. I'll definitely move one. Uh, I think leadership is a big issue on this team. And that's why Kevin Love's had all the issues that he's had because he thinks he's the senior guy. He's the leader. They should listen to him. Um, and we I mean, they so should. Many... He's won a championship. Exactly. And we saw so many clips and so many games last year of Kevin Love just getting fed up with whether it was the coach or um, getting fed up with uh, either Garland or Sexton, like hogging the ball. Um, either of these guys could be in the running for most improved player. They're, Whoever stays in Cleveland is going to put up heaps of good numbers on a really shit team. I lean toward Colin Sexton. I think he's ready for that next breakout year. Uh, I think they keep Garland. You reckon they keep Garland? I think they keep Garland. I think it's just a guy they like more. Yeah, right. I can see that. I reckon they move Garland and start Isaac Okoro. Maybe that if they like if they like Okoro, that might be what they do. I think it's going to come down to the personal preference of who they're trading with. Hundred percent. I think they're going to offer offer them both. Um, and whatever they can get the best deal for, they'll probably take. 
Yeah, but I can see them doing something shitty with like the Kings and just swapping guards, and it's just not going to change. No, nah, the, the King, much. the Kings are trading for Ben Simmons. Yeah, probably, probably, definitely. But again, we'll cover that later. Um, and yeah, so Sexland uh, will be no more by the end of the season. I don't think Love's there by the end of the season either. No sex, no love. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Talk about your own relationship on your. Own. <laughs> I was um, waiting for that. Okay, so getting to uh, Detroit, the Motor City. Um, bring on Cade. Bring on the year of Cade. The motorcade. The motorcade. Um, motorcade. I'm really excited to see Cade, but my hot take on this team is Cade won't be rookie of the year. He's not also, my I don't I I don't think that's that hot of a take is what you're yeah. saying. I don't think he'll be rookie of the They're year. They're not going to win enough games in Detroit. I, I don't think that. I don't think they'll win enough games, but I think there's enough guys in this team to take the spotlight away from him some nights. Yeah, exactly. and he's going to be asked to do a lot. And I mean, I was exo- right before we were like doing our prep for this preview. I was like, "Fuck, sweet, going to actually watch some like piston games. How dope would it be if they get those teal horse jerseys back out sometimes and yeah. have a look at the roster?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't actually know if I'm going to watch many of these games." Nah, like Hamadou Diallo is all right. Frank Jackson, Rodney Magruder, yeah, Josh yeah. Jackson, like Trey Lyles. Like yeah, yeah. this team, man. Sometimes if they have a couple of injuries to like Cade. Grant or Killian Hayes, this team is going to be a punish to watch. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Any team that's starting Kenny Olynyk at the center is a is a question mark. I like Kenny Olynyk. I think he's an underrated center, but but come on, man, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I do think, think, however, Sadiq Bay or Killian Hayes, if they which one of those which one of those two that has the breakout will be in the running for most improved player. Hmm. I do like Killian. I think maybe having Cade there, take a little bit of spotlight off him. But I mean, this team's still going to be really bad. Yeah. They- I still think there are few, they're, they're, there's so many pieces away like that they could upgrade at every position except the one that Cade plays in. Yeah. And it really wouldn't surprise me if Grant probably gets flipped as well. And they try yeah. and look to get a few more assets and rebuild around that. And Kelly Olnick too, like the Brooklyn Nets, say, say they're looking still looking for a center. I don't know Kelly Olnick's contract. Um, not yeah. that not that deep with Kelly. I'm not that bothered. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, he's a guy that probably could end up on Brooklyn if they could flip him for – I don't really know what assets they have. But say yeah. a guy like Cam Thomas does play well, maybe that's a trade there. Yeah, but I don't really think that they need guards, especially getting Cade. I, I don't um, think they need that many guards. But, I mean, Cade, Cade can kind of play the three and play like a small four depending on what they kind of do as he gets older. Yeah. Do you think that they win more games than last year, 20? I think they're the same. I if, think they're if 20, if 20, if 20, yeah, if, if 20 is the line, I'd take over. Cade probably gets maybe a couple against some of those bad teams. You reckon? He's a rookie. I, yeah. We're not talking about Luka Doncic here. We're talking about fucking Cade. Yeah, maybe, but I mean. Anyway, do, do, anyway. Yeah. It is, it, is. It, is, it is what it is. I just think I think that leadership is going to be an issue, especially in this first year. Jeremy Grant's going to want to be the guy. Cade Cunningham might want to be the guy, and it could cause a rift like it did with Jeremy in, in Denver. And the last thing you want to do is that. <laughs> so basically just Jeremy's going to cause a rift again. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. He wants the ball in his hands, uh, and I don't blame him. He's a fucking good basketball player. Um, all right, moving on. The Indiana Pacers. Um, yeah, look. Uh we, well, I mean, we've said this before. They're, this team is good, but like that's it. They've I mean, got a lot of like they've got a lot of like yeah, they're good players. Like you, you know, you got Brogdon, Karis Levert, who can't catch a fucking break. Um, TJ Warren, Demantis Sabonis, Miles Turner. Like Demantis Sabonis has the chance to be like like his dad. Like he could be one of the 
out and out forwards in this game. Mm. And I mean, he's proving to be like a fantastic forward. He's a he's a back to back to back all star. It's but. crazy that he's eclipsed Miles Turner's in people's rankings. Yeah, like exactly. at the start of their career, that's crazy to think about. And I mean, a good way to describe the paces, I feel like, is five twenty cent pieces don't make one hole. Like yeah, he's like yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. what yeah, like this they 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 just they could consolidate right. Yeah, like he could partner guys like Justin Holiday, Miles Turner, like a Tory Craig, some picks, and you could probably get someone really, really good to partner with Brogdon and Sabonis. Yeah, so the latest that I'm hearing is um, they're they're a new dark horse for Ben Simmons. So there's talks of like Karis LeVert. So imagine uh, you don't have to play in Indiana after wanting to play in LA. <laughs> imagine, imagine. <laughs> Imagine going from like a, a relative. I mean, Philadelphia is not a small market team, but like compared to like, it's LA, a cool place though. It's like a cool it's happening a place, like, place. like. Imagine they having to go to Indiana. Fuck, oh, mate. Yeah. If he has, if he has some bad games, he pulls that shit in Indiana. They'll kill him. Yeah. They'll ri- they'll jump in the stands. They'll rip him like apart, mate. Like, and as you said, this is a good team, and he would actually fit really well on this team, depending on what they give up. I think. I think Sabonis yeah. is a really good center for him. I think he's really good. The only thing is, one of their biggest trade pieces, Miles Turner, and why the fuck would Philly take Miles Turner? Yeah, I mean that's my that's my whole kibosh on it that I don't think Philly would want to I, do. I don't that. think I don't think they move on from Miles Turner if they, if they're trying to do a deal with um, the Sixers. Like the Sixers are obviously looking for wing depth. Yeah, um, but I think that's out of I think that's more out of the Sixers saying that. I yeah. think if they had their choice, they would kind of make Miles Turner a big part of that trade. Yeah, hundred percent. But back on the paces, I mean, I think the thing that they're missing is an out-and-out scorer. Karras could be that mm. guy, and they've got a couple of guys that average 15-plus points a game, but they don't have that many guys that average more than 20. Um, and, like, uh, who's the guy that's going to go get me a bucket when I need a bucket? Yeah, who, I think that, I think that I think that's a big one. Like, as much as you like Sabonis, we kind of see that it's harder for, for the big guys to be that guy. Mm. It's kind of got to be a perimeter guy, and then you. And my then you question gotta, is, what what position is Sabonis? Like, are they too small to run him at the five, or are they too big to run Sabonis and Turner at the at the forwards together? Like, what what the? Fuck I like running them together. I think it just depends on matchup. Yeah. Like, if you're playing a small team, unless you're really going to kill them inside, you kind of have to match what your opponent's doing. Yeah, but a lot of guys are going small. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I I I don't get the whole holding Turner yeah. and. And Sabonis thing, if you want Sabonis to be your center, which I think he should be, yeah. I think he should be your center. You play everything out of that. He's got great touch around the rim. He's got great vision, great passing. Play him like a, a, a cheaper Jokic. Yeah. And look to uh, look to move Turner. Yeah, 100%. Well, that, I mean, that's my hot take. Sabonis and Turner won't be teammates at the end of the year. Um, and uh, Justin Holiday is going to have a more impactful year than TJ Warren. And not just because of his injury. I think TJ Warren's... Um, bubble situation was very flash in the pan. Um, I don't think, and this team. Is how high did TJ Warren go in your fantasy draft? This isn't fantasy chat because I don't like fantasy chat. But oh. how high did he go in your? He probably went way too high. He went. Hold on, I know exactly the team that he went to because he went to the guy that took Joel Embiid, um, and fuck that guy. Uh, he went seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. He went about the twelfth round. 12 out of 18. 12 out of 18 rounds in it. Um, How many people in the league? 14 in the league. Yeah, that's fine. That's about right. Yeah. I thought you were so, going to say 12 pick or some shit. I was like, what no, no, is he no. doing? Hell no. But, I mean, it, it looks that like he's going to be back for the rest of Like, he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks, and there's still, like, no timeline on his return whatsoever. Mm. So, 
But I mean, and I mean, I just think Justin Holiday's set for a leap. He's like he's a lanky wing yeah. that can shoot the ball. Like he can yeah. shoot. Yeah, and he's been working hard, and he's been slowly building towards it too. Yeah, I dropped him in one of my fantasy leagues, and I'm this is a fantasy chat, Matthew. Massively, yeah, no, I know. I know. We've done our one fantasy match. Okay, ma- right, 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 right. moving on, moving on, moving on. The Miami Heat, another top four <laughs> team. I'm gonna say it. it's not even a fucking hot take. They're gonna be another top four team. Um, all I've got written under Miami is dogs, dogs, dogs. He takes one to no one. Oh, woof, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Kyle Lowry and, and PJ Tucker, obviously, to Miami is huge. Um, I think the one thing that they do need is an out-and-out scorer, and I'm really hoping Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero can be that. Yeah, Tyler Hero had a big game, I think. He, Bruh, did, he, he had have 35? Game. Yeah. He, he had, had 35, right. And that's what it is. Hopefully, a lot of this pressure can kind of come off him. As you said, he's got, he got Lowry and he got PJ, guys who, who have this experience and kind of take these young guys under their wings. Could you imagine, right, being a team from wherever, you go to Miami, you fly in on the whatever day, yeah. Go out, you party, drinking at the clubs, chatting to the ladies, doing what you're doing, coming the next day feeling city, and who the fuck is guarding you? PJ Tucker and PJ. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Tough. <laughs> fuck. Tough. And then you try and drive Bam Adebayo's in there. Yeah, tough. Fuck tough. that. It wasn't, like, sorry, it wasn't 35. He had 26 on nine of 12 shooting. Where did I see 35? Someone had 35 in preseason. I can't I don't remember know. who. But the only person that was out for this game was Jimmy Butler. Everybody else played. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sure, that I, dump truck Kyle Lowry played like he played slow, but he still played. PJ Tucker had a good game too. Every time I was looking up, it looked like PJ Tucker was open in the corner hitting a three. Yeah. So and and I mean the big X factor for this team is Victor Oladipo. Yeah. 100%. If he's even close to what he was at his peak, this team is going to be fucking unbelievable. But even if he's not and just offers some scoring and some playmaking off the bench, then that's also huge. Yeah. He can and be I mean, one of those guys that like when you're dead now in the game, he can give you twelve out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think this team is gonna is gonna do really well in the standings. I think they're gonna win a lot of regular season games. How they go in the playoffs is a different story, but I think they're yep. gonna win a lot of. Re- they're gonna have no nights off. This team, this team is gonna be no nights off. They're gonna doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday in Sacramento. They're gonna be yeah. playing hard and they're gonna come at you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, could you imagine if someone like if they signed guards like Marcus Smart or Patrick Beverly as well? Sure. That would just be that would just be all the big fat headed defensive guys i don't think i don't think that i don't think those guys would deal with pat beverly i don't think ah, butler and tucker that. would deal with him i think kyle God. lowry and that they're, they're like they're actual kind of tough guys yeah whereas like pat Beverly's just a talk. bitch yeah, he's a bit of talk takes one to no one anyway <laughs> um so moving on to um supposedly your milwaukee bucks my milwaukee uh, bucks baby i I question whether you're actually a Penrith Panthers fan or if you're just a fucking bandwagon. <laughs> oh, mate, you can't. Like this. Mate, I'll let you question the box, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, can't I can't question them. Um, <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite thing that the Bucks did this offseason? Um, they kept Giannis happy, healthy, and alive to come out and play next season. 100%. 100%. At some point, that's all you got to do. Yeah, you got to keep right. the face of the NBA happy. Keep it happy. And I mean, it's still such a good team. Like, PJ is going to be a big a big loss. But I mean, yeah. I got a few additions, Grace and Allen, um, Portis comes back, semi Ojalay. Like it's a pretty similar team to what won it last year. I don't think they're going to win it again this year. I think that was kind of like everything kind of broke their way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be, and the team's just so versatile still though. Like George yeah, Hill can play a couple of positions, Drew Holiday, Grace and Allen, DiVincenzo, like Bobby Portis can play the five if they want to, they can play Giannis the five like they have. It's so versatile. And I think the pressure's yeah. off them a bit now. Yeah, like they've won the chip. Everything they're doing now is free money. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I've got here that my favorite thing was the fact that they got Grayson Allen. They got that wish, JJ Redick. Mm. Uh, we've talked about this before, but I think Grayson Allen's going to have a really, really good year. Um, he'll start over Dante DiVincenzo at some point. I don't think he. I don't think he will. I think you're more likely to see Connerton or George Hill start at the second guard spot. I think Grayson Allen's so much better coming off the bench. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, good take. Um, but yeah, I think, as you said, found money like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton had. Like the biggest question mark over them is like, can they be number two and number three on a team every single and, night? Can they do it? Yeah, every single night, and and they did it. Like they've done mm. it, and as you said, now it's just found money. You know, Giannis is out now, the number one guy, um, and then it's it's up to the two of them, kind of like the big three in Miami. Like LeBron was the out and out guy, and then you mm. had to figure out whether Bosch was going to play well or Dwayne Wade was going to play well. It's yeah. the same kind of. I'm not saying that they're the same as the Heatles, okay? But it's the same. Flip it and roast him because he did. <laughs> it's the same kind of dynamic, um, and you don't have them going back to back, but I do. I think they go back to back. I just, I just think they lost to Brooklyn by you know half an inch, right? If KD's foot is just a little bit smaller, they lose. And I mean that was with James Harden injured, Kyrie injured. Like I think it's going to be it's hard to go back to back regardless, especially hard to go back to back against a team like Brooklyn who's going to be so hungry. And then if you do manage to beat Brooklyn in what's going to be just a heavyweight match, then you're probably going to come up against the Lakers. Mm. Like, and LeBron is going to want it. LeBron's going to want to show that, hey, what, year 22, I'm still the guy. I'm still the best player in the world. Like, shit is crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, if the, if, the if, if the Bucks make it to, if the Bucks make it to, um, to the conference finals and put up a good fight, then I think that they can rest their head pretty well. They've gone deep in the playoffs these last few years. Mm. I think they, they could use a break. And as you said, Drew Holiday and Milton looked dope in the Olympics, but they played in the Olympics. Yeah. That's another ext- really long season for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're already they're about to go again. Like how much time did they really have off? Yeah, yeah. I'll cop that. I'll cop that. Um all right. Well moving on to New York, New York, unique New York. Unique uh, New York. The New York Knicks, um I mean their biggest acquisition was what, Kemba? Um, and, and re-signing I mean, D Rose, yeah, re-signing D Rose, which is a contract you hate because you're a bigot. But um, mate, you know, me the, and Derek Rose, I'm not a bigot, mate. <laughs> the Knicks, the Knicks find a way to like um, bring point guards out of the grave, um, and I think that that's going to happen with Kemba as well. I think he's going to have like a almost a Kemba of old at Charlotte, where he's going to put up 18 points a game, but it's going to be meaningful rather mm. than you know putting up 14 in Boston mm. and and looking pretty shit. I mean, that's the what thing too, like like he and Fournier are going to be some of the older veterans on this team. Yeah. Um, and they can help guys like RJ and, I mean, Julius is getting up there now, but Mitch Roberts, I think Mitch Roberts is going to have a huge fucking year. Yeah. A huge year. Like yeah, fucking came for Mitchell Roberts. Mate, and like, he's, he's backed up by Nerlens Noel, who you know is my guy. I love Nerlens Noel. Yeah. Everywhere it ends up, I think this is going to be the fit that works for him. It never is. So I think this year is going to be the fit that works for him. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. Like D. Rose and Kemba, it's a great, Great point guard rotation if they can stay healthy. Yeah, I think they're they're going to be relying on health a lot because if you Not lose, that, good- like I don't, I think like a guy like Emmanuel quickly, like if you've got if you've got D Rose and Canberra like playing twenty five minutes each or whatever, and then you got quickly plugging up that extra fifteen minutes wherever. It is. Yeah, but if they're not playing that twenty five because they're out, I think that's when you run into some trouble. Because yeah, then possibly. it's like, because then you have to play Evan Fournier as your main ball handler. I mean, he's pretty versatile. He had a great Olympics too. I think it's. I think they're just a few pieces away. I think RJ Barrett is going to be good. I think Mitch Robinson's going to be great. And they got those two pieces. I think they can be pretty confident going into the draft. 
My problem is I think they might be a bit too good to get a really, really good pick. Yeah. They might win that few too many games. Yeah. How many, do you know how many were they won last year? Uh, well, they were fifth. Uh, give me two seconds. See, I, think, I don't think they'll finish fifth again this year. No, I don't think they finish. I still think they finish in the eight. Yeah. Um, they won 41. They went yeah. 41 and 31. I, th- I think at worst, they make the play They make the playing tournament at worst. Yeah. Um, I still think they're probably a playoff team. There's, I think I think they're going to be end up being a victim of being better than they thought earlier than they thought and not getting a chance to get that other guy. Yeah, possibly. I think I think Randall obviously has a I think he has a down year. Takes a bit of a step back this year. Mm. Um, we had such a great year last year. It's hard. To, it's going to be hard to maintain that. Yeah, I think the team do it a bit more by committee this year. Um, mm. I mean, you've obviously got a few more creators in Kemba and Fournier, um, and Derek Rose is is going to be amazing, and 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 the growth of quickly is going to be fantastic. Where I think that they're really going to struggle is their forward or wing depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got guys backing up Fournier and Randall in uh, Dwayne Bacon. Uh, Obi Toppin and Kevin Knox. Obi Toppin's a second-year guy. I'm not ruling him off yet. That would be fucking dumb. But I was expecting him to have a much better year last year um, in a Knicks team that really needed some help at the wing position. And and the small, the starting small forward spot was his for the taking. And he kind of fucked it. Um, and the same, I mean, the same with Kevin Knox. Either of them could have fought out for it, and it ended up going to fucking Alec Burks. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Thanks it's God, you wear twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's tough. But um yeah, I still think they finish in the eight. Yeah, I think they finish in the eight. I think I think they're fun to watch. I mean, you call me a Derek Rose hater, but I like Derek Rose. Um oh, I said you hated his contract. Yeah, I do hate his contract. I like Derek I Rose. I fucking love his contract. Man, you can <laughs> Three for three for thirty three or whatever it was, three for thirty seven. Yeah. Like, come on. That's, yeah, we'll see. I think it's only down I think it's only down here from here for Derek, but um well, see, this team's going to be interesting. I think as well, this team's got a really, really low floor if they start playing bad. Yeah. If Julius Randle does have a bad season and, and Kemba doesn't really recover, I think they could be in a really bad shape. But, I mean, it might not be the worst thing to happen to them. Yeah. They made the playoffs last year. Everyone got some fun out of it. Maybe they can go go get that other guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, moving on to Orlando. Um, I only have one take for this. And it's if they win anywhere more than 24 games, it'll be on the back of Wendell Carter Jr. And he'll probably be the most improved player. Thoughts? Prayers. I like this center rotation. I like their center rotation. <sighs> Someone give Bamba a fucking go. He's yeah. 23 years old. Give the boy a run. Like, yeah, you're yeah. bad team. What's going to happen? Like, if he's not good, don't play him. Yeah. But let him have a run. And, I mean, this team is... <sighs> This team's probably going to be bad. I don't know how I feel about the about the Wagner boys. Mm, um, yeah. We'll see. I think I think they're I think they're going to play some pretty big lineups. I think Kendall yeah. w- Wendell Carter Jr. will probably play some power forward. Yeah. 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean this team. I mean RJ Hampton. I really want to like him. Um, yeah, Markel Fultz. I want to like Carter Williams. I want I, like, I want to like these guys. Mm. But it's just hard. I mean, I don't think I'd watch many of these games. Jalen Suggs is going to be cool. Definitely have to cop a Jalen Suggs jersey. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, I mean, as you said, I don't think you know, I don't think I'm going to watch many of these games. I think the only reason I think Wendell Carter like makes a run at most improved player is because he could put up a lot of empty stats on a really shitty, shitty team. Yeah, you know? I have a feeling that Suggs is going to actually be really good. He's going to surprise a lot of people. Mm. I think he might come out this season, play really well to start, and people are kind of going to go, oh, shit, maybe Toronto didn't make the right pick. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, either of those kind of starting spots are his for the taking if he plays well. Yeah. 
yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, okay, well, so you don't have that. You don't have them anywhere near the eight, do you? You have no, them back, in, back in the top five pick or somewhere, top ten pick. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in my um, tier three that we'll get to. Um, Is there a tier four? There is not a tier four. There's only three <laughs> tiers. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I could break up tier two. There's a lot of teams in tier two, but um, no, I was just curious if there was if you had anyone ranked less than them. No, 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 no. They're they're down there. They're down there. Um, now this okay. this next team's going to be a hard one to do. Yeah. So Philadelphia. Um, I'm actually really excited about the Andre Drummond signing. Uh, inevitably, you're going to get you're going to lose ten to fifteen, possibly twenty games from Joel. Um, and this is a guy that can give you ten and fifteen on any given night. Like he. Like his big hairy shoulders rebound the ball like a motherfucker. And, you know, he's got not that much of a post game, but it's decent enough. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't mind it for the contract. If they paid any more than what they're paying, I wouldn't be into it. Yeah, possibly. What's uh what's your what's your big take? It's just it's hard to tell with like because obviously this is not the team that's really gonna play the bulk of their season. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of tell, but if we're going as is, like I'm not going to pretend that Ben Simmons is going to be there and say I'm excited for Ben Simmons or this and that. Yeah. I mean, I still think they're going to end up trading with Sacramento. I yeah. think that's the best deal out there. I think it's the deal that fits best the boat that fits both teams the best. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Junior. And <laughs> and I think if they do that, they come back with two of those four guards, whether it be Heald, Halliburton, Fox, or Mitchell. Yeah. I think 100%. those guys fit really well with this team. Yeah. I mean, Tobias Harris can maybe get his hands on the ball a bit more. They'll keep Seth Curry. Like, we'll just give him some good depth. And, I yeah. mean, I, I don't mind having Andre Drummond there, especially for that price, as I said. Like, you are going to lose Joel for a bit, and he kind of can step in, and you you won't lose as much as what they used to lose. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my, my other hot take on this is Tobias Harris is their most important player. Now, let me explain that. Joel Embiid is, without a doubt, their best player. Right, he's their most influential player. He's their MVP candidate. I mean, the dude finished second, and he still missed 15 games last year. But Tobias Harris, when he hits shots, they win games. Like it, it's as simple as that. Okay, but when he gets in his own head, a little bit like Ben Simmons, I don't understand why Toby doesn't get as much hate as Ben Simmons does. Because as soon as Toby gets in his own head, he's fucked. He gives you a four of 17. But on on situations where he goes, it's because like Toby doesn't act like he's LeBron. True, true. But you know how high I am on Tobias Harris. I've been high on Tobias Harris since he was in Orlando. Okay. Then he came mm-hmm. to the Clippers and I was like, holy fuck, this is when it's going to happen. Okay. He plays well for Doc Rivers and Doc Rivers gets the best out of him. I think Tobias Harris this year is going to be the most important player for the 76ers. I don't there's, hate that take. take. I don't hate that take. And I, I think he's going to, he's going to be a huge, he's going to get a huge benefit if Ben Simmons goes. Oh, I think he, I think he's such a clunky. Like people talk about the Ben Simmons Joel and B clunky fit. The Tobias Harris Ben Simmons is a fucking clunky fit, mate. Like, yeah, like Tobias Harris is good when he's got the ball in his hands as well. It makes him a bit yeah. more dynamic, and you can yeah. you can play him in a few different positions. Yeah, and I mean losing Ben Simmons means you can get that from him. I just wanted to free my boy Tease. Yeah, free Tease. Tease Dival, free Tease, mate. He just he just got to be aggressive and learn how to shoot. Like he showed in the Olympics, he could be an elite perimeter defender like elites like he could be yeah, up there yeah. with Ben Simmons and Kawhi yeah like he was so good and could you imagine if that's what he does like imagine you trade Ben Simmons right and you yeah. get the offense of Buddy Heald and like Davion Mitchell or you get Halliburton you get two of those guards right you get their offense yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you keep Ben Simmons defense in the form of Thibault yeah like, could you imagine that how much better as a team you get 
he, if he becomes an offensive juggernaut... He, I don't even think he needs to become an offensive juggernaut. I think but, if he can be a defensive juggernaut and hold his own offensively... Yeah, my point was he will be far and away the most improved player. If he goes, yeah, if he goes yeah. from averaging, what was it, like five points a game last year and gets that up to about 14, 15 and keeps growing defensively... Mm. He'll be he'll be the most improved player, but I don't have him in my MIP race right now. See, I I, st- I don't even think he needs to score 14, 15. I think he could score eleven and twelve and have elite elite perimeter defense, and people will see that. And I still think he'll get he'll get paid because people like perimeter defenders. People people respect that, and, and people know how important it is when you've got a guy like Joel there. As good as he is defensively, you need to give him some breaks sometimes. If you can stop the ball, get into your big fella. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, we got to remember this is a guy that came off the bench. And was second team all defense. Like she was crazy. Like she was crazy. Yeah, yeah. She was crazy. Insane. Like, that is and- insane. He's playing half the minutes of all the starters in the league, and was still in the top ten defensive players. And he just looks like he's got such good basketball instincts too. Yeah, 100%. knows where to be at the right time. He just got to get that confidence. Yeah, well, Doc I mean, Rivers, that's what I'm working Australia on. Team, and then he was so influential on their Rose Gold Medal. He was like he he had he had to start that gold medal game. Yeah, and he did, and he was he was. I uh, saw that bronze medal game. Rose Gold, um, Rose, Rose Gold, Rose Gold. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm just hoping for a big year from him. It's just hard to tell this team what's going to happen. Like if they do trade CJ, I think that's a fucking horrendous trade because why would you want CJ? But I mean, yeah, they need to be hitting up the Kings trying to get two of those guys from them and um, put two guards around Joel. And Tobias Harris, I think that'd be a really good team, especially in this East. Yeah. Where do you have them ranked if they do the Kings trade? They're about the same. Yeah. They're still. I've still got them in tier two. They would just move within tier two. I um, think they have a pretty high. They have, they have a pretty high floor. Yeah. I think even with the Ben Simmons shit going on, um, we haven't really touched on the Ben. Oh, we touched on Ben Simmons a little bit. Let's do a little bit. The Ben Simmons spiel. How do you feel about him uh, getting annoyed that they're not paying him? Oh, he's just a fucking sook. Like, he's just, like, he's doing my head in at this point. Um, like, yeah, I'm I'm one of the most, like, PTBA, almost bogan, patriotic people, right? But, and, and I will support anybody in any sport that is from, you know, my country. But at the same time, like, we said this the other day it, about Kyrie. I understand, like, I'm, I'm all for people being, like, more than an athlete like LeBron is on, on, bigger issues but when it's shit like this just play the fucking game you were paid to play a game well so see, uh, game. yeah if you don't want to play then you're not gonna get fucking paid yeah. none of us can get mad at our boss and boss not turn up and go well you know i signed a employment yeah, contract you can pay me, me. Yeah, no you fucking you get paid when you work bruv like yeah. that's how this works like and i mean and and i never like and i never got it with him right like he's got a built-in base of what's australia's population like 25 million people. 20, yeah, I was going to say 22. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, roughly yeah, mid-20 million people, right? You've got that built-in fan base. If you're going well, Australians latch on to that. Oh, 100%. Astra- even Australians that don't like basketball would have been into him. But he's turned to so many Australians against him. And it's that thing that Australians do. And this is going to turn into a whole other thing. But like when they go over, then they do that fake shitty accent thing. Like, you know, that what's that thing? Yeah. Kid Leroy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw him in some interview the other day. He's got it too now. He's been over there a couple of weeks and now all of a sudden he's yeah. like, is this a joke? Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, I'm not saying you have to like walk around with a Southern Cross on your chest, but like, have a dig, boys. Have a dig. Like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> it and it, but then they use it to get bigger over there. 
yeah. they use it as like a cool thing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm Australian. Like that's cool. Like Simmons walks around with his kangaroo chain, which is dope as fuck. Yeah, 100%. But when Paddy Mills wears it, it's dope as fuck. When Ben Simmons wears it, yeah, it's soft. Yeah. That's but it. um, just play, bro. Just And if you're not going to play, play if you're not going to play, shut the fuck up. Yeah, don't be- you signed a deal. They got four years left. They make you sit for four. I'd make you play in the G League for four years, bro. Yeah. Like that shit is ridiculous. I'd make you f- try and force your way out. Yeah. Hundred. Hundred. Warrant your contract. You know? Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Anyway, it is what it is. Anyway, I'm sure there'll be plenty more Ben Simmons chat this year. I don't think the yeah. saga is over. No, it is not over. Um, all right, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, what can we say about Toronto? The best signing. The GOAT. Goran Dragic. The dragon. Uh, the dragon. He's in uh he's in Toronto. It's going to be cold, but he's up there. Uh, in all seriousness, though, I do like their, uh, the fact that not only did they get Goran, but the other guy that they got in this deal with Kyle Larry, Precious Achuya. I think he's going to have a mm. fucking killer year. Um, I can see them running out a lineup of um, more more or less Dragic, Van Vliet, um, Siakam at the three, Achuya at the four, and Boucher at the five. Um, I think that'd be really, really dynamic and really good. Then you got a guy like Gary Trent Jr. to come off the bench and, and just get you buckets off the bench. Um, and, and OG, you know, your three and D um, PJ Tucker like player. Um, it, I think that's going to be really sick. And not, and we haven't even spoken about Scotty Barnes yet. Who's going to be one of those out and out rookies. That's going to be an absolute freak. Uh, what do you like about Toronto this year? I like that. They got guys that can develop. Yeah. We've seen them develop guys. And I think they've got some perfect canvases to paint on. Like yeah. you, you touched on Precious, Precious Achua, plays hard, looks really good. And that's a big thing. Trying hard is a huge deal. We saw that in the like, Olympics. When saw he that in the Olympics. And even, yeah, he played great. And I think he's going to come in great. And um, Ujiri is it Ujiri? <sighs> Masai. I'm just going to call him Masai. Yeah, Masai Ujiri yeah. um, has a big connection to like African basketball. He's a big yeah. proponent of that. I think he's going to get behind Achua. He's going to help him. He's going to develop him. A guy like Isaac Bonger, mm. who yep. I liked coming out of college as like a as a point forward. I think he's going to be great in this team. I think he's going to develop. And even a he's guy, another one of those like year away from being. Yeah, exactly. He is, but I think this is where he could get the. This is where he could get that year. Yeah, I think people are kind of like with the Raptors. Oh yeah, they won their chip. They they were cool when Drake was cool. Now Drake's not cool. It is what it is. Like yeah, people are kind of like. They they can they can slide on the radar a little bit, yeah. And I think all of a sudden it, it'll be about the all star break, and we'll kind of look up. And I, I think the Raptors might end up, you know, fifth or sixth seed. I think they're going to be really really good this year. I think they're going to surprise so many people this year. I think they're going to be really good. That's yeah, my right. hot take. Bang, hot take. Um, well, my my hot take is uh, my two hot takes. Uh, everybody will be going Pascal who at the end of the year, because this will be Fred Van Vliet's team, if it's not already. And uh, either Precious or Boucher, whoever has the better year, um, is probably going to be the MIP, especially if they're going to be up in the 5-6 seed. Um, these guys have a lot of room to grow. This team reminds me of that Heat team that made the finals. This team's got... Oh, this that, team's that got the... With Goran Dragic. Oh, no, that yeah, was, that with, was the Phoenix. The... No, that was the Phoenix team. No, was he was there. He was there. He was, he was. He was injured. He played a few games, but he was injured with Jimmy Butler and. Um, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah a few oh, years sorry. ago, I thought. I thought you meant like six or seven years ago. When no, they, like, no, no. Like the other. Yeah, the this reminds me of that yeah, made yeah, the finals. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they just they got so many dogs in there. They got so many guys who are going to work hard. They're going to impress people, and they, they're going to surprise people. I think yeah. that's what it's going to be. We're going to be like, holy shit! How did they get? They're obviously not. I don't think they're going to make the finals over. You know, Brooklyn 
or or the Bucks. Bucks. But yeah. I, I think they'll definitely push. I think they'll have a big series with one of those teams, and they'll push them to six. They'll push yeah. them to seven, and we'll go. Holy shit! Here they go next year and split it for next year. They probably won't back it up, but that's a very early preview pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hit you up in well, a year. We'll hit you up in a year. Remind yeah. me. Um. All right. Well, getting on to the last team in the Eastern Conference, the Washington Wizards. The last now, and the least. Fred, yeah, last, yeah. Friend of the podcast, Luke. I told him that I would say Montrez had a good preseason game the other day. And he did. He had a good preseason game. There was a there was a stretch there where he had like five or six. Shout rebounds. out Luke, we're praying for you. Yeah. He had five or six rebounds in about 45 seconds. The dude also ended the game with like nine rebounds. So <laughs> did you only play four seconds? When you're playing like <laughs> 20 plus minutes and with nine rebounds and five or six of them came in a 30 second span. Um, that worries me. But the thing I am excited about is actually Kyle Kuzma. Um, I think Same. that I think given a chance to shine, this could be like Brandon Ingram 2.0. Everyone remembers that year that Brandon Ingram had at, at New Orleans, like when he was first out of the Lakers. He most improved player, putting up 24-25 a game. He he I know it's not a fantasy pod, but he won fantasy for me that year. Um, like I think Kyle Kuzma could have that kind of a breakout. And I'm really excited to pair him with Bradley Beal because he's never had like a like a shooting guard like this. I was very curious what you're going to say next. He's never had like a good player play next no, to him. No, no, going to no, be no, like, no, bro. No, shooting guard like this. <laughs> you know, rate KCP? Fuck off. Um, I think I this team, I think it's like, shout out to Luke. It was great having you on the other day, but I think this team sucks. Yeah, it does suck. And I don't think Brad Beal is going to be on the team at the end of the year. Nah, I think not. he's gone. I think this team sucks. I think Brad Beal gets traded. I think this team sucks even more. Yeah. And it's a shame because I actually like I like Brad Beal. I like what the Wizards did. They had a good team. I like Kuzma. Uh, Montres Harrell's all right. Like it's just this team is just not going to do anything. Even with Beal there, even if Beal scores 35, like who's the next guy? Like does Kuzma score 20? Does he score 25? What's Rui doing? Like it's just Spencer well, um, Dinwiddie's more Japan right now. Yeah, well, Spencer's more concerned about crypto than he is about assists, so I don't know, mate. Like, I just, <laughs> I just think this team really sucks. I think Brad Beal's gone. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, it'll be, it'll be one of those ones where the team trades him. There's not going to be a lot of talk. I think they're going to come out of the gates really slow. Yeah, they're not going to get much better, and whatever happens behind the scenes happens, and he kind of gets traded. I don't think it's going to be messy. So I think if yeah. they start off bad, the Wizards are like, all right, we'll trade him so we get something for him. Yeah, because I think he's going to want to show to commit, and he's probably going to end up in Boston for something for for some of those pieces that they have. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I think the writing's on the wall. He's got an extension on the table, four years, one hundred and eighty-two million dollars. So sign and trade wouldn't surprise me either. Yeah, but he hasn't signed that. That's been on the like that's been on the on the table for about a week Mm. now. Mm. So. If he's not signing that, as you said, writing's on the wall. Like he's out. Oh, he's done. And he's this, and it's like it's it's not not even where he's on the team where it's like oh we could go all right here and push for some playoffs. Like this team is going to be bad. Yeah. Like yeah. they they're no, going to be they they they're probably going to be the worst team in the league. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think I think they're they're going to be bad. Then they're going to lose Beal. Then they're going to have like their best players going to be Kuzma yeah, okay. or yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if Beal stays, they're not the worst in the league. No, but I don't think. Yeah, Beal, Beal, I'm going Beal on the twelve games by himself. Yeah, I, I'm on the assumption that he's not going to be there for past half the season, maybe more. All right. Well, do you have any more hot takes in regards to the Wizards? Rather, no, I am ice shit. cold. I am ice cold and flaccid, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go through my tears, 
and I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. Always. So do you want me to go one to three or three to one? What do you start from the bottom. Start from the bottom. Get it out of the way. Uh, start from the bottom. Okay, go so three got, to one. So we've got tier three. So these are the guys that I think that are going to finish about 11 to 15. Uh, Detroit, Cleveland, Orlando, and surprise, surprise, Washington. Mm, I think that's about right. Yeah. I think that's fine. Teams. I can't see any of them really pushing up to the next tier. Yeah. They're probably going to be the four worst teams in the East um, in some kind of order. And I think they'll be interesting when they play each other because I think they're, they're – not that far off each other, some of them. I think it'll be a lot of like 160 to 154 kind of games when they play each other. Mm. I mean, I won't watch them, so I won't know. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Actually, no, I take that back because I don't think the Pistons will score 150 points at any point in their life. Um, okay, so tier, tier two, these are the guys that I think are going to be about fifth to tenth. Okay, in no particular order. I've got mm-hmm. the Hawks, the Knicks, the Raptors, the Hornets, the Celtics, the Pacers, and the Sixers. Mm, okay. So they're, I they're think, like five to ten. Man, if the Sixers were, had their shit together and were staying like normal, I'd say they're probably a tier one team. Um, but obviously with them up in the air, I think the Sixers are kind of like a pretty fluid team at the moment. I think they could end yeah. up – I think their, their floor is kind of this tier two. I think yeah. as long as you've got Joel and Tobias, it's going to be a pretty good team. I think their ceiling is at that, that top four um, tier one you're talking about. Yeah. I think they could definitely be a top four again. I, I still am pretty bullish on the Raptors. I think they're yeah. going to be pushing to the top of this tier. Yeah. Um, and the Celtics as well, depending if they pull off that Beal trade, I think that propels them into the top four. Yeah, possibly. Um, I think that's going to be lots of jostling. Four to six. The four to six is going to just be brutal, I think, for the East. And then after that, it drops off pretty easily. Like, I think I think one through to three is pretty set. Yeah. Four to six, maybe seven is going to be pretty brutal. And yeah. then eight to the play-in tournament is going to be fairly soft. 100%. So then uh, for those that are playing at home, my top four, as I said, uh, are the Heat, the Bucks, the Nets, and the Bulls. That's who I've got top four. Yeah, I mean, one of those is definitely not like the others. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think, I think Heat, Bucks, and Nets are definitely the way to go. Um, Bulls, to me, are going to be one of those teams that jostle in that four range yep. with, as I said, the Raptors, Celtics, the Sixers, depending. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting anyway. I think the Bucks, the Heat, and the Nets are definitely like the three best team. I think the Heat probably get the top seed, um, yeah. just because they, they, they're going to play every game hard. As I said, no nights off for them. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's almost like another tier where you could kind of go: Heat, Bucks, and Nets are the top tier. Yeah. And then below that is maybe that Bulls, that Raptors, that Seventy Sixers. Yeah, because I think there's a big difference between those teams and. Like the Hornets and the Knicks. Yeah. I don't yeah. think those guys are kind of, yeah, on, on the same tier there. But, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think I think the East is going to kind of play out how we expect it to. Yep. Um, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, it's, it's quite a good East. I mean, they've got three they got three teams I think could win the league. Yeah. In that top three. I mean, yeah. if the Heat made it through, I wouldn't be super confident. But I think they could do it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, there's a few flash in the pan teams there that, like, if the Hawks take another jump, you could convince yeah. me that the Hawks would do it. Um, if if the Bulls really click from the get-go, which they may, they may not. Um, the Celtics as well. I mean, mm. I'm not very high on the Celtics, clearly, but 
you know, I, th- I think 70, it. I think it depends if they get some if they get yeah. some really good shooting in exchange for Ben Simmons. Then sure, they could be up there as well. This um, is this is the type of thing that happens where someone says, oh, "I'm low on the Celtics," and all of a sudden they're in a Bradley Beal trade and go really good, and people say, "Yeah, but you were low on the Celtics." Yeah, because they didn't fucking have Bradley Beal. Yeah, <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is that's what happened. And Dave, to- yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna fucking come at me for this. I can. Yeah, don't already. don't hurt us, please, Dave. You're way bigger than us. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's really it, my friend. Uh, that's it, mate. I, I I had a good time. It was fine. I, di- I didn't realize how how good the East is gonna be. I kind of I'm still in that mindset of the of the East being kind of you know LeBron shit. LeBron yeah. and the Easties. Like, yeah, well, I mean, you you also haven't watched the NBA for like two years, so yeah. But here I am on an NBA pod, kid. So anything yeah. is possible. Look, we got you here for your NRL stuff. <laughs> now the NRL's done, you can just kind of fade into the That's background. all right. I'm chilling out, mate. I'm on Mad Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Doing that Dane Laurie. In the Dane car. Laurie, Brian, the Panthers judge. Don't you worry. Panthers um, legend, Dane Laurie. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it, my friend. Um, I think we'll cut it there. I'm really excited to do the West. Uh, again, uh, by all accounts, we'll have Dave on for the West. So that'll be really, really good. Mm. Um I think the West is going to be brutal. I think I think the West is going to be such such an insane slog. We're going to have a long pod talking about the West. I think. Yeah, I think we I think we really will. I think those tiers are going to be interesting when we end up with the West. I think there's going to be a lot of blurring. I think there's going to be more than three tiers when we talk about the West. I think yeah, I mean there should be three tiers when we're talking about this. I just went through that, but you weren't listening. Yeah, I was listening, and you didn't write a tier list, so maybe. Bitch. All right. Anyway, we're gonna leave it there, uh, and we'll uh, we'll catch you when we catch you. So at Fifth and Dribble on Instagram and on Twitter, um, Anchor.fm/slash Fifth and Dribble for any voice memos that you want to leave us, and uh, we will see you on Tuesday. We'll see you on Tuesday. Enjoy, guys. Goodbye.